the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. You can check us out at FiringLineRadio.com or on Facebook at Firing Line slash radio or firing line radio show on facebook also we're on instagram i don't know i think it's at firing line radio if you want to check us out there so we are on instagram check that stuff out um before we get going today i just wanted to touch base a little bit of what happened last week obviously there was a huge tragedy in las vegas i don't want to comment too much on it until we have all the facts i think that's the only responsible thing to do is let's find out what happened before we comment on it but i do want to share with you the response from the California Rifle and Pistol Association. The entire CRPA family continues to send prayers and good wishes of support to the many families affected by the evil tragedy in Las Vegas. Our members and all Second Amendment supporters everywhere are horrified by this attack and commit again to fight back against this kind of hatred and evil. The hate that is that this individual had for people must be called out, confronted, and dealt with. As President Trump said, it is an act of pure evil. Politicians who use this evil event to push a political agenda will not succeed. Second Amendment supporters are in no way responsible for the illegal acts of this killer. And that was from, uh, sincerely, Rick Travis, Executive Director of the California Rifle and Pistol Association. I think he said it up squarely. We are going to wait for more facts to come through. Again, I record, I'm recording this earlier this week, so between the time I record it and Saturday when you hear it, who knows what's going to happen or break on that. So I want to make sure any information we put out there is accurate, unlike the fake news. We want, we have a responsibility here. We're going to be accurate and informative and take it from there. Joining me this fine morning, I have Jason Miyashiro. Miyashiro. Jeez. You got it. It doesn't matter. what It doesn't <laughs> matter what anybody tells me their name is. Honestly, the first time I pronounce it, it it's a, a, a broken link in my brain. I mess it up. But clearly, it's okay. I returned. So it's okay. J- Jason Miyashiro. Uh, Jason, in case you haven't seen him, he's on... Uh, he has his Instagram. He's J M I Y A at. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> we didn't have enough coffee this morning. I'm just telling you that. <laughs> J M I Y A 23 at Instagram. That's the best way to get a hold of him there. He is actually a personal trainer to the stars. Correct. <laughs> exactly. So yes. he, make, he makes his living as a personal trainer, but his passion, and what we're going to talk about here, is pistol shooting. Jason decided a couple of years ago, was it two years ago? That's right. Yeah. Two years ago, hey, I just want to be the best at everything I do, 
and maybe I should take up pistol shooting because, you know, it's another challenge. <laughs> the, the weightlifting thing, I crushed it. Uh, self-defense, crushed it. What's next? Oh, well, on the bucket list, I guess it's uh, being the best in pistol shooting. So he decided two years ago to do that, and he started taking lessons with... Uh, Masaki Tanigawa. Easy for you to say. Say it again, please. <laughs> yeah. Masaki Tanigawa of uh, Practical Marksmanship Training. And you train out of El Segundo? Uh, out of LAX, correct, yes. Training down there in LAX, because you live on, on the west side or I'm something. I'm in Culver City. Culver City. He drove all the way out here just to talk with you folks. So that is dedication. Again, it was worth it. It was worth it. To the sport. Now, he's going to be competing in October, October 27th, 28th, at the West Coast IDPA Championship up in Sacramento. So this is not just the state championship, it's the Western Region Championship. It really is kind of a national championship. Tell us a little bit about that. It feels that way. There's some great shooters there and uh it is uh, it's pretty intimidating. Um they release the stages on their website. And um you know, it's it's I've seen some of the sites already and uh or some of the stages and they look very very interesting. So they they're letting you practice for those particular stages then. Well, they're they're or giving us the going to set up, yeah. So I what I've done in my backyard, I'm sure you assumed is intense as I am, I've already set up some of the stages to try to give myself a, a sense of um, the movement and uh, how long it would take to um, actually acquire some of the targets. And so you do this in your backyard. And when you're doing it in your backyard, I've seen some of the videos you have. Hopefully that's an airsoft gun you're running around the house with. Let me. That is an airsoft okay. gun, right? Yeah. <laughs> you saw that one. <laughs> and and yep. so, so you've got, you've got uh, IDPA targets in the back and you're, you're doing the movement again. You're, you're, uh, dry firing and, and firing actually airsoft pellets out there. But I just, you know, you have to watch out for your neighbors, man. One guy's going to see you out there practicing, running around. You're going to have helicopters, a whole bunch of knocks on the front door. Thank Not God. so nicely. Nobody has second floor, so it's pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty safe out there. But you're right. The, the sound can be a little, uh, a little off. <laughs> I'm just actually would like someone to help me come clean up all the pellets, if you don't mind. Well, you know, they, they sell them now in multiple different colors, so it kind of blends into the ground. They are biodegradable. You're right. They are. And they have, like, I, I bought a big box one the other day, and it was brown and gray and black and a little bit of green. So you hey, just leave perfect. them. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Who needs a lawn? That's right. <laughs> just, that's my new thing. Just just shoot green ones, and then you never have to water. It's, it's you know, it's... Well, where were you th about 30 days ago? That's a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just there you go. There's your lawn. It's a perfect thing. So you're doing this uh, in order to practice for the championships because it is a high level. And not only is it, from what I've seen, not only is it shooting skill, but you have to bring everything. You have to bring physical fitness into it. You have to bring the bright mindset. Correct. Yes. Because uh, you're competing. And, you know, I have seen you through the Instagram photos. You shoot every day. I try to. I'm at least a dry firing every day. Um, 20 minutes. Uh, sometimes I'll do two a days. Um, live fire, I'll probably shoot maybe three or four times a month because that's what my time allows. But dry fire every day because all I'm trying to do is get my vision there and get the bright, uh, proper sight, uh, sight alignment and uh, sight picture. And it's really just training my eyes and what it comes down to. And um, the transition from live fire to dry fire has been easier for me. And that's what I think my, my sophomore year as a shooter has been. That transition has been smoother. Say it again. Your transition from from uh, dry fire to live fire before it'd be like a huge difference. You know, I would dry fire at home, and I'd get on the range, and I'd be a little nervous, and my live fire would be a little off. It would take a second to warm up. Now I can get right into it um, with with the right mindset and with the right vision, and I feel like um, there's very little gap between now. Really, yeah. and how about the time wise? 
Time wise, meaning how long? Well, so if you're doing it on the dry firing, uh-huh. you know, you're say you're doing a 20 round shot or something like that, and you get your little timer going. Is your time about the same with a live fire? Um, it is, and a lot of it is interesting. That's a great question because a lot of it is mental preparation. And um, when I'm plotting out in my backyard, you know, in the comfort of your own home, so you have to be careful not to get too laxed, right? And right. So I really create a, a very tense environment, and I create different. Um, Routines. I, I saw the one with the German Shepherd was chasing around. That, that seemed pretty <laughs> tense. Yeah. It's hard to shoot when you've got this dog hanging off your left arm. Yeah, for sure. It <laughs> it's is practice. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just devotion to the art. There's some disturbance in the side alignment for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's been it's been uh, good. And really, what it comes down to for me is just getting my vision down. So you know, doing the Brock string method and training my focus um, near or far. It's been huge, and um, and grip strength as well. Because a lot of uh, strong arm and support hand shooting has been pretty dominant in IDPA um, at, at pretty far distances too, you know, 10 to 15 yards. And so here's the thing with, with that. Um, when you reach the level that Jason and, and some of the other people are at, shooting an IDPA target, IPSC target at, uh, you know, five yards quickly isn't that difficult. And so what's going to separate the top number one guy from the number four guy is two tenths of one percent or one second or something of that nature. It's the competition's that. So what IDPA has done is they said, well, we've got to mix it up a little bit more. So we'll throw in some single-handed support hand shooting, a lot more of that. Absolutely. And fault lines. So 2017, they enacted this fault line where it's less ambiguous now to be behind cover. So your foot has to be behind these fault lines and they're very rigid. Very rigid. Yeah, I know. I step all over those. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, yeah. I, I've shot IDPA a grand total of two and a half times. Um, and I thought it was good to have that many points. I thought it was winning. <laughs> yeah, I didn't right. realize it was like golf, but that like was like golf. basketball. It's a bit, you're right. You exactly. got to tell me things ahead of time. I forgot to tell you shooting is, is exactly like golf. <laughs> But you did well. You did well. You know, I got I got more points per shot than anybody else. That's so my economy of shooting versus points is really was astounding. And and Philip, I was honored to be there for that. <laughs> Thank and thanks for the heads up before the stage. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that thing you're tripping over, yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Some good advice, huh? That, that is. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about, I wanted to, to set the base here with your level, okay? This is a guy, folks, who two years ago decided he was going to turned into a championship shooter, and through his dedication and his, his mindset, he's done it. Uh, I've seen him shoot. He's just amazing. Anybody who shot at IDPA at Prado Olympic Shooting Park, great place, by the way, Prado Olympic Shooting Park uh, over here in the Corona area, you've seen him. He's either first or second every single month, mostly first, right? Uh, not, not as, as I'm going to say that. I'm thanks, say that. thanks. Sure, please. Yeah, mo- mostly first. Edit so, me out, correcting you. <laughs> Just be humble. Shut up. Thank you. Mostly first. <laughs> okay. So, you know, it's it's a it's nice to see somebody shoot at that level. And it's amazing that he's going to take off. So what we want to do is we want to take his experience, because here's a guy who went from zero to 60 in only two years. We want to take his experience, turn it over to how do we teach new people? What to look for, what to do, um, what kind of gear selection, why you've made specific choices. So we're going to finish up with the new people, pistols, and you're a trainer, right? Let's, let's go through some of the basics that they need to be proficient with their weapons. Absolutely. Firing Line Radio Show, we'll be right back after this. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, 
or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. That's right, folks. Welcome back to Boomstick Radio. Hey, this is Philip Naiman. And during the month of October, Bullseye Sports, Guns and Ammo in Riverside is changing Glocktober to Guntober. That's right. After all, why limit yourself to just Glocks? Right now, Bullseye Sport, all firearms are on sale, including shotguns, rifles, pistols, revolvers, all makes and models in store, and even those not in stock are still on sale during October. It's Guntober at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. See their website ads and specific firearm deals at bullseyesport.com. Call or stop by the store to find out more about special offers and in-store giveaways. Check out their money-saving in-store deals on ammo, tactical supplies, reloading accessories, and all the best everyday prices. All firearms are on sale during Guntober at Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo on Brockton between Arlington and Central in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Bullseye Sport, where the Inland Empire gets their guns and ammo, 951-823-0211, or tap the AM590 mobile app. There you go, folks. That's where you need to go for this Guntober. Guntober. Hey, Guntober. joining me, folks, I have Jason Miyashiro. He is the personal trainer to the stars, um, pistol shooter extraordinaire. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what, wow. What else you got? Um, I'm 5'3". Um. And, and, <laughs> so you don't really want him to play power forward, but that's, <laughs> that, that's all we're at right there. So check this out, folks. Um, he is an awesome shooter. I've seen him. Uh, actually, I met him in an IDPA match, uh, one of the two and a half that I've been to. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> and I uh, had him on the show before, but a great shooter, great guy. Thank you. And one of the things that he does is he does teach people, brand new shooters. I mean, he's a personal trainer. He's just transitioned that to what he knows now in pistols. So we're going to talk about first time people, somebody 
from the west side of LA who comes up to you and says, Hey, hey J- J- Jason, don't let anybody know, but I'm thinking of buying a gun. You know, they probably have to whisper like that they on do, the west actually. side of LA. They do. It's funny you mention that. <laughs> yeah. They look over their shoulder, make they sure. They pull me way over, they go can... to a corner. <laughs> That's I funny. They do. That is very funny. Because yeah, right. they know it's socially inappropriate. It is actually on the West Side. Um, you know, my, my first thing that I go over with them is what they're going to use it for, of course. You know, uh, self-defense. Is it going to be for competition? Uh, some are just curious. Some people just never – actually, some people want to get over their fear. Uh, and it's interesting, you know, and they feel comfortable coming to me about that. And that's my job is to get them over the fear and to get them confident. Okay, so what are the first things? Somebody says, hey, I'm thinking of, of buying a pistol because I'm really tired of whenever the, the Lakers win a game, we have a riot. <laughs> oh, for defense. Uh, first thing I'll ask them is um, if they're secured at home, um, what their home is like. And, you know, we'll go and look at certain points at their house and, you know, I'll go over and see if, um, you know, points of accessibility and, and, uh, and get into their whole a mindset of what they're going to use it for if they're absolutely sure this is the decision they want to make. So I let that ride for a couple of weeks. Um, and then I show them, I take them to the range. I, actually, I do an in, indoor class, meaning I do a classroom or like a one hour of just getting them acquainted with muzzle discipline, you know, trigger finger discipline. Very important stuff, man, because you'd be surprised you go in the range and they're just turning left and right, I, breaking that 180. I teach one, I teach beginners. I I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> and I usually do yeah. an hour, at least an hour in the classroom too, because sure. you, you have to, they have to understand before they, they get anything next to a bang stick. Absolutely. Yeah. And it uh, takes away a lot of the fear as well. And mm-hmm. I'm confident and just knowing how to aim. And I mean, when you say front side focus, that's great. But everything before that. Which one's safety. the front side? Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Some people don't know. I've had friends who I've known for 20 years who finally asked me to show them. And I asked them if they've ever held a firearm before. Nothing. Not even a, a water gun. It's interesting. That's a deprived yeah. childhood there. I think there might be some child abuse, actually. Uh, they said they drink water, but they've never had a water gun. Yeah, yeah that's about it. <laughs> I'm not, or, or a BB I'm gun. Sure I had BB guns growing up, so I, I at least knew exactly what focus meant. Uh, but it's it's interesting to me to see who never really picked up a firearm or what aiming is. And, uh, you know, they do what they see in the movies. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where else would they learn it? And where, so that? where do they put the left hand? Right. Um, it's teacupping. They're teacupping. Yeah, or they're, or, or they're muzzling themselves or they're, they're swiping. So it's all about safety first before we even get on the range and telling them what a, um, a squib is, going over uh, malfunctions. Yeah. That's a huge one because uh, you know, they'll just keep pulling and they won't know. So they'll have to listen to range commands. And I'm just giving, just giving them basic orientation of what happens um, if there's a failure. You know, one of the things, like the people that I've taught have typically been, um, they've been older. So, you know, one of the things, especially some of the older ladies, hand strength is a big issue. Correct. Yes, absolutely. You, know, you grab that Glock 19 and you, they're not racking around. It's not going to happen. You have to go the other ways. The other thing that I've noticed a lot of is people with their glasses. I wear progressive glasses during the day. I can't shoot with these glasses on to save myself mm-hmm. because you have a different focal level wherever you put your head. So if I lean down and get a proper pistol stance, um, I'm looking through the part of the glass that only focuses in the at distance, and you can't see your front side. It's a you don't know this yet because you're young. Yeah. It's it's a black blob on the yeah, end of your arms, right? Right. right. And and uh, so we go through that a lot. I think that's important, especially when you're dealing with people who have glasses or issues. And and one of the the drills that I started doing is I bring the target all the way up to the barrel, just have them aim have them aim it at the target as I'm bringing it up, and all of a sudden they realize that geez my 
I'm, I'm aiming at four inches to the low oh, because interesting. I'm yeah. looking through the wrong yeah. part of the, the right. thing. Right. And, and uh, that helps them visualize what proper side alignment looks like. And then you move their hand and the gun and that's what, you know, here it is. And you yes. back it out and have them hold it there. So that, that's been helpful. To, so sight picture teaching them or finding a way that they can understand that I think is... I agree. And actually to dial it back even more to just also identify which is your dominant eye. Uh, some people don't know. And they don't realize, and they're squinting. And, you know, I usually like to teach with both eyes open. Because, uh, you know, squinting one eye puts a lot of ocular stress on the eye that's working. So, you know, I try to. Some people, you know, if we need to put, put, put a piece of tape or Gouge something. Gouge out an eye. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're into this sport. Yeah. Sorry. Offhand. You don't need that. All right. So, you know, I'm just trying to make sure they know exactly. I know exactly where they are before we even get on the range. So um, safety is huge, 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 huge. And just making sure that we never put our offhand in front of the muzzle things like that people just don't realize right um you know it's it's very um it's relaxed at home on the range not so much so they they get a gun jam and they want to turn and say my gun's not working as the front of the muzzle goes from the target to the wall to the front of the cage next to them right yes and so you're semi-tackling them pushing the arm forwards again those are things that i go over in the classroom um, that if there's anything wrong, we just put it straight down. Exactly. Take care of it. Yeah. Back so up. I mean, yeah, exactly. I see that a lot at the range. I see horrible things. I see people taking the gun and taking it to another bay, or just the the, the line next to them and you know breaking 180. And um, yeah, it's 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 tough. I've had people take firearms out behind me while I'm in the lane and go to their lane, and I have no idea if it's loaded or not. We're going to assume it is. Right, one of the basic rules, and uh, I'll approach the, them. The first, the, the first, first rule, basic absolutely. rule. Yeah, you know, and. Um, you know, it's it's very interesting what people don't know out there, and uh, it's not about me jumping on them, and correcting them and being a disciplinarian, but it, or just just trying to make sure I correct them kindly because that's the last thing you want to do is right is jump on top of people who have loaded firearms. <laughs> yes, yeah. and, and the other thing, the other last thing you want to do is we want to make sure we only have our OEM orifices, right? right. Original yeah. equipment manufacturer, just go home with as many holes as you came with. <laughs> yes, yes, that is. That's, I have a shirt like that. <laughs> I should have worn it. There you go. That's great. So uh, we're talking about you know the mindset and the training starts in a classroom before you ever take somebody on a range. You know, husbands, I'm serious. This is important. If you uh, are going to teach your wife or your, oh, I said husband. So husbands, you're going to teach your wife. Guys, you're going to teach your girlfriend. You know, spend the time before you take them to the range to go over this because it's important that they get comfortable with it before this thing goes off. I agree. Making corrections at the range is too late. And the other part is um, starting somebody with a, a large caliber, I feel, is a disservice to them. We always try and start them with just twenty twos. And Excellent. I would much rather have them say, that was it, right? When the gun goes off, oh, I was expecting so much worse. Mm-hmm. And get them comfortable with that and then bringing them up into the 38s or 9s or whatever else yes. they want to do. Yes. Great point. Um, and we were talking about grip strength earlier. And... I also have the advantage of training a lot of my clients, you know, um, private training to actually strengthen their grip. So, so you just make them hang on a, a hang on a, a pull up bar for a minute. Uh, Twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. <laughs> it's rock climbing slash shooting. Exactly. <laughs> I said fingertips only. <laughs> yeah, but it's important, and I, um, Masaki has really um, stressed with me. Um, I also had the pleasure of shooting with uh, the world champion uh, IDPA um, uh, extraordinaire Bob Vogel. And I had a two-day course with him, and he's all about grip strength, and he's got some massive hands. The guy is an incredible shooter, an even better person. Oh, that's awesome. Love that guy, yeah. 
You know, uh, we did a, I'll tell you when we come back from this next segment here, but uh, Rob Latham did a demonstration on that that was so amazing about what's more important, grip strength, gun gun grip, or slapping the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so anyway, that was, that was a pretty interesting thing. But we're going to talk about your choice of firearms, especially for somebody who's a beginner, why you, you choose what you choose. And uh, we, you brought a personal, well, if we had guns in the studio, you would have brought a personal weapon in and maybe your race gun. But, you know, <laughs> we, we follow all the rules. So we've never. So hypothetically, we'll be right back and talk about that. Firing Line Radio Show. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn. Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range and CCW Safe. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Persians, come and get them. Hey, folks, Philip Name and Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out at FiringLineRadio.com or on Instagram at FiringLineRadio or on Facebook at FiringLineRadio Show. And while you're on Instagram, check out Jason Miyashiro at J-M-I-Y-A-23 at Instagram. He's like 23 years old, too. Uh, it was actually just Jordan's number. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cheesy. <laughs> That's fine. So, um, Jason Miyashiro. And, and folks, this is just a great guy. If you want to take a class from him, get a hold of him on Instagram. We're talking about... Pistols. We're talking about defensive use of pistols. We're talking about brand new people getting involved with that and the proper way to training. Uh, as I, as we left the last section, I was talking about Rob Leatham. I got to go do a class with him. Funny guy, by the way. You know, I'd love to be able to share the stories with you that he shared, but this is a radio show. <laughs> you can tell me after. <laughs> anyway, so a lot, a lot of fun. Really fun guy, and he took. Um, you know, he asked for a volunteer. He took somebody in our class and he said you know shoot your best group just take your time shoot your best group and the guy shot at five yards whatever it was was a good group and then he says now we're going to talk about trigger now we're going to talk about trigger control and he had him get his stance correct get his grip correct present the gun correctly to the target hold it and he says crush the grip Mm. he says as hard as you can hold that gun on target he then took a cleaning rod, like a three-foot, one-piece cleaning rod, stuck it in the trigger guard, and slapped it five times, mm-hmm. and and had the guy reset the sights each time. The guy shot as good of a grip, or as good of a group, with the slapping technique as he did on his own target-wise, and he said the reason is 
your grip was too loose on, on the other side. But but by c- controlling that gun and gripping it, the only way to shoot fast is slapping the trigger. The only way to shoot fast is a faster trigger pull. Faster trigger pulls are not smoother. They're not congruent with accurate shooting. So the only way you can overcome that, as you were saying, is grip strength. Yes, I agree. Um, so that's why I like to practice at five yards. Because I find a lot of times that in IDPA matches, you're, you're constantly looking to the next target. And for me, what I try to do is as soon as that second shot breaks, as soon as I see that front sight come up, I'm already, my eyes are transitioning to the next target and I'm just vicing in on the gun. And then I loosen up a little bit later. It's so interesting. I always thought it'd be the other way around because I thought, you know, I want to see this front sight basically return back. But a lot of times I'll drive the gun down, I'll push the gun at five yards trying to shoot super fast. You know, so um, Brian Enos, I'm listening to a book um, who mentions uh, Rob Latham a lot. And it's just the mindset of these guys are just insane of, you know, eyes and then gun, eyes and then gun, eyes and then gun. It's just, it makes so much sense, but it's so hard to do, especially when there's tension in the body. So grip strength is different than, than tight arms. I mean, as soon as my shoulders start coming up, everything starts to sort of tunnel vision. and Everything gets very, very tense. Heart rate goes up your vision starts to blur. So it's all about trying to stay in this moment as soon as the buzzer goes off. You could do like a samurai lesson here. Um, it is kind of a samurai. I'm trying to sneak it in there. Could you, could you yeah, tell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is a Zen moment where it's tight here and everything's relaxed. So hard to practice. And that's why I try to go into every competition I can. Um, as an IDPA master, you don't have to go to classifiers anymore. And people see me there and they ask, why are you here? I want the time pressure. Right. I want the competition. And I don't, I'm not content with anywhere that I am on that range. I'm constantly looking for something better, and I know I can see better every single time. So I'm always, even in dry fire, when I'm done, I ask myself, what else could I have seen? Was that the clearest picture I could have seen? You know, it's not just, you know, robotic motions. I'm constantly analyzing what I'm doing, and I think that's why I'm pretty sick in the head. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually sharing it with the public. But yeah, it's, it's interesting. I'm really, really trying to focus on what I saw. What do you saw when the sight broke or when, when the shot broke? When the shot broke. And then I'll go back and look at my targets. Um, in IDPA, a lot of times people are taping up the targets before you get a chance to see it. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I kindly ask to go and look and see because if I knew I'm able to call shots on certain mm-hmm. targets, I want to see where I was on them. A little high, which means I didn't wait for it. And then, you know, it broke and then I just, I didn't quite wait. So I know exactly what to start dialing down. When I practice, I, I, I like to bracket my shots. I don't know if you know, if you've ever heard of that, where I shoot super slow. I shoot super fast. And then that third one is right in between. I shoot so fast that I don't, my body doesn't like it. It's all over the place. Bop, bop. You know, just, it comes off really horrible. And my body says, I, I did not like that cadence whatsoever. And then I dial it down. And then that second or that third round that I do is the cadence that I want. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, so it's like we talked about basketball last time, right? I miss once. I should analyze it. My correction, my correction might miss, but that third one better hit. Right, so out of three, out of, you know, one out of three is is good at basketball. Same thing with shooting, but of course, you know, well, I can't do that. If, you're, if you were Shaquille O'Neal, one out of three free throws would be good. Would be spectacular. Yeah, <laughs> no, he doesn't listen, does he? For him, he doesn't listen. <laughs> I, if he does, I would get smushed. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it's really a vision for me right now, and uh, it's it's massive. It's massive. My, my last two or three months have been focused on vision. So you, you mentioned a um, the string technique. Mm-hmm. The Brock string. So it's a long string with about three or four beads on them and um, different colors, different distances. And you focus on one and you go back and forth. But I take it to another level. What I've done. Is of course. I've, you I've do. drawn little dots. Of, of on course. Them. You do. Of course. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's totally me. 
Um, I put dots on them. Dots on the beads. Uh, dots on the beads. So not I'm only just looking at the bead, but I'm looking at the dot on the bead. And man, it really makes you focus. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I know. So, all right. Well, I hope this works because I don't know. I think my eyesight, it might be a little too too far gone on that, but I'll check it out. Well, the beads will be fine. The beads will yeah. be fine. Mm-hmm. If I, uh, there's beads on that string? Yeah. That's a string? Yeah. It's, a string. <laughs> it's the white thing. <laughs> uh, awesome. Okay, so you're talking grip, holding... Um, that's number one. We're going to leave that part alone. Let's talk about what you chose, why you chose. You have a personal defense weapon that you brought. I do. So my Allegedly. my everyday yeah. carry would be a Glock 19. And it has just, all it really has is a, a simple light on it, a, a Streamlight TLR6, mm-hmm. um, just small light and laser. Um, and, I, and that laser is actually sighted in at five yards you know, just for some close um, CQB. The only thing I really did to modify the gun was an undercut on the trigger guard. Uh, just so I can grab higher up on there. But I didn't stipple it. Um, it's pretty simple. Um, I don't want anything snagging as I'm pulling out from appendix carry. Um, yeah, it's, I love it. It's super reliable. I've probably put a thousand rounds through it and um, no real issues. So I keep it clean and oiled. It's good to go. So on, on your uh, your personal carry gun, which is a Glock 19, you're in L.A. County. How'd you get a CCW? Oh, actually, I went to Front Sight um, my first year as a shooter, and I took the four-day course, and then on the fifth day, I did the uh, CCW class and got them for all the all the states. Except for California? Except for California. Okay, so you're you know. still one of the unarmed in L.A. County. Yes. yes. So when I look at everybody in Orange County with, with longing eyes, <laughs> <laughs> all my OC friends who post on Instagram are showing their EDC, you know. Well, they shouldn't be doing that, but yeah. 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 Um, well, we're out in San Bernardino County. We're all cowboys, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> yippee ki yeah. So um, you have a laser on it, but again, at five yards, if you had to shoot something at five yards, I don't think you're going to make the time to turn the laser yeah, on. You're absolutely right. Yeah, it's just there for intimidation more than anything. Um, if, if, if you if you had to my house and you, and you see a laser on you, you're going to think twice. Well, you also have it uh, hooked up with a light and the laser at the same time. Yeah. How bright's that light? Uh, I don't know. Oh, bright light. Bright it's, light. It's, it's pretty, though, isn't it? Uh, it's probably 100 lumens, maybe. Possibly, yeah, which is super bright at night. I've, I had one that was like 400 lumens. It was way too bright. Yeah, because it blinds you. Absolutely, yeah. In the, in the dark, I mean, that thing was powerful. That thing was shooting up into trees. I mean, I, I could light up an entire tree with that. Yeah, well, we got raccoons, so bring it over. <laughs> I, saw, I, I saw R-O-U-S-S as possum about three feet long coming through the yard last Prince's night. Prince's Bride reference. I love it. Thank God. This is, this is, this is my home. I love it. <laughs> That's the only good thing Rob Reiner ever did. <laughs> nice. The anti-gun guy. Yeah. Um, but the Glock 19, now, uh, you did an undercut on it, and, and you did this yourself. I did with the, with the Dremel. So, now, he did, his is actually nice. Mine I did with a rat tail file. But the reason that, that a lot of people want this modified is if you have a proper grip on a Glock, meaning you have a high tang, your web of your hand is up high, the angle, if you have, the angle of your middle finger is going to ride very uncomfortably against the trigger guard. Correct. And so what I did is I, yeah, I cut it pretty, pretty, pretty high too, because I'm just trying to get up as close as I can to that board line. And when you get your hand up high like that, you have much better control for recoil maintenance too. And the other thing is you took the side of the trigger down and, and, uh, not only did you dremel from the grip to the bottom of the trigger guard, but then you went side to side and brought it in a little narrower. It still covers his trigger. There's no, no exposure to the trigger. So for a carry gun, that's fine. But with that um, 
material gone, it's a very comfortable grip. Yeah, it really makes room for that second knuckle of your middle finger. Um, this I is, actually credit that to my friend, uh, a friend of mine who, who showed me that. Uh, it just feels great. So this is, this is Americans making Glock ergonomic because the Germans just won't engineer it themselves. Yeah, OSHA would love me. It's all about yeah. ergonomics. <laughs> <laughs> I can sit for hours yeah. with this now. Absolutely. <laughs> with proper posture. Proper posture. It's a wonderful thing. But it's a great move on a Glock. Now, the stippling, we'll talk about that with your, with your race gun and some of the other things that have gone on. And trigger upgrades, right, which are yes. very, very important. Um, and also with sights. So, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. We're here with Jason Miyashiro. Check him out at JMIYA23 at Instagram. We'll be right back after this. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey folks, Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show. Welcome back here. I have Jason Miyashiro, J-M-I-Y-A-23 at Instagram. He is a shooter extraordinaire. He's kind of representing our area here for the Western Regional Championship. Oh boy, so no pressure there. You, you know, we, we, all got, <laughs> we all got Miyashiro jerseys and oh, wow. uh, uh, number 23 on the back. Because that was, what was that basketball player that took your number? What was his name? Uh, Michael Jordan. Can you believe yeah. he did that? He's cool. We're cool now. Right. We've made peace. Well, I'm glad he came to the table on that. Yeah, because it was that was just vulgar. Yeah, we're good. We're good. <laughs> um, talking about his, his everyday carry piece, Glock 19, which is a wonderful weapon. Uh, one of the things that's nice about Glock, besides that it has a Play-Doh uh, grip that you can do anything you want to with it. Right? Yeah, it can. You can <laughs> modify it any way you want, and you can do it yourself. You don't have to go to a gunsmith. But they run. They run, meaning that. Well, let's say IDPA classifications uh one of the classifications is the 1911 and they have a separate classification because that's a lower magazine count i understand that but also they have to they have timeouts uh, every other stage for right yeah. <laughs> for for failures right yeah, yeah malfunctions oh riddled it's so painful to watch man it you just you can hear the time bleeding away oh, i've had them too yeah. yeah, and now I love 1911s. I've got some very, very nice shooting guns. But I took a couple of combat courses where you're laying on the ground shooting Uber, urban prone and you're in the dirt, even though it's Prado Olympic shooting park dirt. It's still dirt. <laughs> and those nice, high-tolerance guns that shoot so well, they don't like polishing media in their stuff. Yeah, their tolerances aren't very great. Yeah, a little bit oh, of grime. Good. A little bit of grime. Yeah, they're very mm-hmm. tight. So, yeah. so you know, if you're in a in a dirty environment, they, you know, and hey, I love 1911s. Don't give me any hate mail, but I'm telling you, uh, 
these striker fired stuff with the polymer frames, they run. Yeah, that's the reason why I chose the Glock 19 for my carry. Um, it's just not going to let me. I don't have to think about it. It's not the time to worry about a, a misfeed or a hang-up. Correct. Right. And and besides, it's got belly button lint on it or something like that. It's going to jam. So. Yeah. So the Glock 19, I think, is a great weapon. If somebody's going to carry it for concealed, okay, Jason has the advantage. He's skinny. But for those of us <laughs> who have, like, have um, concealed carry muscle, <laughs> that's great i like that that's a good one <laughs> you know a gun this size can press out and mm -hmm. profile mm -hmm. so you have to watch out for that you have to watch how you're going to carry it and it's just because the grip um is big and it's boxy now in free america the glock 19 holds 15 rounds mm -hmm. in uh, the people's republic of occupied california it holds 10 but you know it's it's a absolutely great weapon you also did a uh you put what's called a three and a half pound transfer bar on yeah, the Glock. Yeah. Now I've done that on mine too, and and like we were just talking off the air. Yeah, no big difference. You can't tell the difference. Yeah, I you can't. just spent ninety bucks and and I've gone side by side and just it's felt no difference. It's still a cruddy trigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's the way it is. Now your race gun, on the other hand, is a whole different animal. Yeah. I love Matter of fact, it. it's actually lighter than your nineteen. Yeah, it could feel that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, if they were here and I was judging them side by side, but yeah. I would never do that in the studio. Um, modifications on, on the Model 30. Now, Model 34, okay, is a different than the Model 19 because it's a full-size firearm. Model 19 is actually a semi-compact. So your barrel length on the Model 34 is? I think it's five and a half inches. Um, so this this just G34, I absolutely love this guy. Um the, my claim to fame on that one, honestly, is the agency arms trigger. I know I talked about it before, but as you can see, it's a straight shoe trigger, um, and the internals are polished. Straight shoe, thing. meaning the part that comes down is straight, as opposed to hooked, like on a typical Glock? Yeah, flat face, and honestly, that's what really helps me out at um, 20, 40, 50 yards. Um, you know, if you yank it, then you can you can tell. I've really gotten used to the way it feels, and uh, my friends over at Agency Arms, they really... That's how I got started. I love those guys. Um, Who are they, they out of? They're out of... Um, I, 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 these are your friends they, they changed they, they moved they moved yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> um they um for me this trigger i mean that's how i learned i learned on this trigger um and i just recently got this barstow barrel installed where there's just very little play it's a match barrel yeah that thing's beautiful i love it yeah you know? it's absolutely solid lockup i'm pushing on it and, yeah it's and crazy great great lockup now on the on the 34 on the top of the slide they have they've drilled it out to lighten it Okay, so I'm, you know, I'm going to point to things. I'm going to let you explain. Absolutely, this, okay? sure. <laughs> okay. So they've done this for what reason? Uh, to lighten the slide. And the lighter slide does what? Oh, it's going to actually, um, it won't fail as much. It, it won't uh, let you, it, it won't, it'll actually go into battery easier and it'll come back to you uh, more reliably. Yeah. So from, from the explosion of the cartridge, as it slides back, it being lighter, it's going to come back a little faster. Right. Yeah, and you'll get hopefully less um, type two malfunctions. Exactly. You know. So you get a full ejection, yeah. and as it comes forward, it's coming back a little faster. Yes. So the combination of those two still maintain re lower recoil. Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't, I don't see very uh, the sight disturbance on there is very minimal. Now the Glock thirty four really does stay right in place. So right. then you put the uh, uh, the match barrel on it, and again, this is a beautiful match barrel, nice crown on it too. And the reason that you had a match barrel installed on it is for accuracy out to fifty yards. IDPA were required to shoot out to fifty yards now. So what uh, what is accuracy at fifty yards? Well, I'm trying to get uh, an eight inch ring. 
at 50 yards. So they're down zero. Yeah, that's a tough one. So I was at uh, the range last weekend. A guy was shooting at a at a target. I almost said rock. (laughs) Couldn't have been that. (laughs) You know, and and we're watching the the shots hit in about a four foot circle, right? I mean, that's kind of most guys' average. Because if you're breaking the trigger wrong, if you're doing anything wrong, you can get away with it at three yards. At 50 yards, every little mistake you make shows up and it's like, geez, are you in the right zip code? Right. 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 So an eight-inch target at 50 yards is great shooting. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, at 20 yards, I've gotten better at 20 yards. Of course, that, you, don't, you don't use all eight inches of the target. You only use like the, the middle two inches of it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice, Phil? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, you, you just think that. Go ahead and think that. That's, that's great. Right. So you made some sight upgrades, and I think this is a very good decision. Even for a, a – uh, I was kind of surprised it wasn't on your, your carry gun. But this particular sight alignment um, – for a defensive gun, I think is awesome. Tell yeah. us about your rear sight. Okay, so those sights are Terran tactical sights. So uh, I love them because it has a very tall um, front sight. Tall front and, sight's yeah, great. And that, yeah. um, and that fiber optic on is at the very tip of the front sight, and that really helps with sight acquisition. I mean, I, I just pick that thing up so quick. Well, not only do you pick it up quickly, but it it doesn't block the target. Right, that rear notch is wide, so I can really see a lot between it, and that makes a huge difference, especially when we're hitting cover yeah or cover or if you're shooting at an eight inch circle at 50 yards yeah. and you've got a black front sight and a black rear sight and you're shooting at a black target it's like okay you've just covered everything yeah you're done you're pretty much done and a lot of times with target sights your rear notch is so tight meaning that at full extension it's a, the exact size as the front post right yes that's correct and so it's black you just have a black bar and, you know, I learned this on a muzzleloading hunt in Colorado mm-hmm. that bladed sights for on open sights trying to shoot 100 yards, your front bead covers the whole animal and it blocked everything. Right. Yeah. So so by having that gap, you almost have you almost have the benefits of a peep sight because you can see around your front post to make those kind of shots. And that's why I chose these guys, because I see a lot of light on, on the left and right side of that front sight. See, I had to move my head. (laughs) Progressive glasses, man. They're terrible. Terrible for that kind of shooting. But um, trigger, and then you did your own stippling job on this. Yeah, I stippled it to my own specifications. I just am pretty pretty demanding when it comes to the way it feels. And I didn't want anything too aggressive um, because uh, when I reload. Pretty demanding. There's another word for that. What is that word? (laughs) Obsessed. It has to do with OCD. Might be OCD. Might start with an A. I don't know. So Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, um, and the Magwell, of course, on there, which makes it... Uh, Zeb Technologies, um, great guys at Oxnard. Yeah, and uh, so it, it, it helps. It helps. Everything just kind of comes together nicely. I love that gun right now. You also have an extended magazine release. Yes, which, you know, is, is pretty standard. I think all 34s come with that. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, I don't know on a 34, but on a, on the 19 sometimes, it's a little pain. You really have to move oh, your yeah. hand. You really, it's, it's a big difference. You know. But you don't want to have an extended magazine release on a carry gun because you keep dropping your mag. And it'll snag. Yeah, and the reason why I didn't stipple my 19 is because I don't want any snag factor. So one of the one of the things you can do on your 19 is with the... the Magazine release, as I'm looking here, losing all my words. Here, people, just follow where I'm pointing. So, <laughs> you know, you can lower some of this material in here. Yeah, maybe scallop cut on the yeah. uh, mag release. Yeah, scallop cut behind point. it, and it's the same height, so it doesn't snag, but as your thumb reaches around, it's much easier to, to find and make that depressed push. Well, guess what I'm doing later today? Making a scallop cut. There you go. <laughs> Don't scallop on my behalf. <laughs> yeah. 
Folks, this is Philip Name at Firing Line Radio Show. We're talking about the uh, Glock 34, uh, Jason Mayashiro's race gun, which is actually, I just want to thank him for leaving it here as a, par- as a gift for me. This is, you know... Well, this is an expensive interview, Phil. You're famous now, and, and it's only fair. Okay. And besides, you've left these pistols on my side of the table, which means you lose. In all fairness. So, <laughs> you should have seen this coming. I really. did. Yeah. I did. All right. Uh, I want to thank my special guest, Jason Miyashiro. Great, great guy. Uh, best of luck, October thank 27th, so 28th. He's going to be shooting at the State Regional Western West Coast IDPA Championships out of Sacramento, representing Southern California, fighting way to 165, 5'3". Jason Miyashiro, good luck, my friend. Thank you so much, Phil. When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range, CCW Safe, Moppin Financial Advisors, Cutting Edge Bullets for when you care enough to send the very best, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.